Hello, I'm your host, Angelina Jenis, and this is the CXCast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CXCast. Today, Martin's off doing more important things again, but that's okay. I've brought a guest along, Sam Soma Shekar, Principal Analyst on the Product Management Research Service, because you guys asked about product management, so we're delivering the expert to you. Sam, how's it going? It's going great, Angelina. Hopefully you had a wonderful set of holidays so these last few days to recharge and reset. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm feeling great too. I'm feeling recharged for the year. And I'm also excited to understand how product management and CX can collaborate. We will get into that, but I think we need a big step back because this audience has different levels of understanding of what even product management is. So if you don't mind starting with your definition of product management, we can make sure we're off to the right foot. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's interesting because when we speak to our clients in this area of, you know, responsibilities and what the function of product management is, we normally start off with that level setting definition. So when we talk about the product management function, ultimately that function is responsible for the overall success of an offering, a digital offering, a physical offering, a hybrid offering as we're now seeing today more and more. And that function has to oversee it from inception and ideation all the way through to design, build, launching that offering, growing that offering, and which may include enhancements along the way. And eventually you may want to sunset that offering. So that's really what that function is. And, you know, it's interesting, Angelina, because when we talk about the role of a product manager, that already is a mouthful, right? And the, the reality is that you know, all the other functions that may be responsible for or either contribute to everything that we just said, they don't report into product managers, but product managers need to act as what we call conductors, right? They're the ones that are making sure that everyone is on the same page in terms of the direction they're going in. They're the ones that are making sure that they are collaborating with and communicating with those key functions that need to contribute and or provide input to determine, to make some of those key decisions, right? Do we, do we need to grow? Do we need to create a new offering? Do we need to sunset this offering? How do we do that, right? And it's different than some of the terminology we've heard in the past where sometimes they've been talked about as being the CEO of the product. And we rather not use that term because sometimes it could get to the product manager's head a little bit and they're not in a position to be that top dog so to speak right the one right at the top so conductor is really more of an appropriate analogy to help those that understand here how they perform their day-to-day -day. okay i'm picturing someone who's cross-functional by nature then which is great i think this audience can really appreciate that already we've got kindred spirits mm. It seems kind of daunting to be put in the product manager role initially and have to work with stakeholders that some more senior than you, some are your peers, and make sense of an organization. I'm guessing every organization's unique. How do you get into this kind of a role? 
It's very interesting. I'll tell you when I was a practitioner, right? I'm actually a software engineer by trade. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't code anymore. Maybe I can, it's in there somewhere, but I can. But when I got moved to product management, I mean, there were no manuals per se, right? There was no like, okay, go take this course, go get certified here. You're now a product manager. And so when we look at how those teams of product managers are formed, they come from all walks of life. Some of them come from being intimate with the offering that they've been working on, right? Maybe they are in engineering, right? Where they've worked on, you know, particular capabilities. And so they have that mindset of, okay, how do we create something and get it out the door? Some of them actually come from marketing. And when you have those types of leaders, then, you know, you typically have the mindset of, okay, I have this offering and now I have to find a way to relate it to my buyer audience, right? What are the key tenets of this offering? Why is it going to help them, right? And that's an important aspect of product management too. Some of them come from, you know, slightly overlapping type of roles, like, like a business analyst, right? Where yes, they have the technical knowledge, they come up with, you know, a set of requirements, right? And so they may step into that, step into that world from there as well. But the reality is, is that they do need to be honed to be able to support all of the different aspects of the role of product manager, as we talked about. But as you can see, the base of it comes from everywhere. You've got me remembering my days as a business analyst, requirements gathering, thrilling. Mm -hmm. well, when you think of a really great product manager, are there like personality traits that you pick up in them? There are, and you know, just like any role, there are soft skills and there are hard mm -hmm. skills. You know, when we, when we talk about the hard skills, right, they, when you think about the role of product management, they have to be able to identify market opportunities, right? They may need to work with other roles like portfolio or product marketing and sales for their input and customer success and CX for their input and you know work together to understand what may be an interesting opportunity that we want to capitalize on but not just identify them but also put them in a form that they can communicate to the rest of the organization on what this opportunity is and you know do we have a decision to go further in research they have to be able to define what that offering is going to look like right what are the capabilities that are necessary in order to address the needs that they're identifying from those opportunities and markets that they serve. What's the pricing and packaging? Do they need to come up with business cases to make the case for maybe some large investment or additional investment that they need? They have to think about strategy and planning around that offering. You know, what's the vision? What's the strategy? What's the roadmap for that offering? And how do we take that input and communicate that to disparate audiences. It could be executive staff. It could be product development. It could be customers as well, right? So to be able to crystallize what the vision, mission, and purpose is of that offering and how do we make it real? What's the release plan? And then that dovetails into product delivery. How do we work with other parts of the organization in order to implement what it is that I feel is necessary to bring to market? And how do I validate that after it's produced, that it actually aligns with what I believe is necessary for the market? 
and to be able to, you know, problem solve along the way and identify any optimizations in that process along the way. And then after all that's done, and after you launch the offering, then you have to think about, okay, what's next? What do we do now? You know, this is where we need to think about how do we grow the offering, right? How do we make sure that it's hitting on its OKRs and KPIs, but also that we're thinking about what do we do next? What do we do next based on the feedback we're getting from marketing, from their campaigns, from sales in terms of their sales motions, from CX and CS in terms of them working with accounts and customers? What does it mean based on the feedback we're actually getting from customers, whether that's based on interviews that you're doing or whether that's based on analytics that you derive from the offering as they use this digital offering. And then after all of that is brought together to make a decision as far as what is the future, where do we go next? And if it's if that offering is part of a larger portfolio of offerings, does it still make sense in that list? You know, can someone tell the difference between offering A and offering B and offering C within that portfolio? Those are some of the hard skills, if you may, that that a product manager needs to have. But then, just as you alluded to, Angelina, there are also some soft skills, right? They need to be able to problem solve, right? Not get stuck in a rut. How do I figure out what is needed for this client, these sets of clients, this offering? And, you know, how do I learn from maybe other product management peers? or other folks that have solved problems for their offerings in different ways. How do I learn from that? They have to be, we talked about being a conductor, right? They have to be able to understand that, hey, they're not in this alone and that there are multiple functional roles that are involved in this end-to-end process. How do I work with them? How do I make sure they're all on the same page? How do we work together to define what is needed and make sure that the offering is successful? Not just from a technical perspective, but also from an experience perspective, right? How do we make sure that the product experience is provided the way that we intend it to, right? How do we make sure that the user has a good feeling about using this offering? How do we make sure that depending upon the route into the offering, how do we make sure that those channels are appropriately enabled as well? It could be from a partner. It could be from a free trial. It could be from a, you know, word of mouth, right? They could be reaching out to customer support. All of those channels, even though they're not directly controlled by the offering or the product manager, is important to get on the same page, right? They also need to be innovative as well, right? Think about, think about the future. Think about the next steps. How do we, you know, based on what I'm hearing, how do we make this better, right? So there are different soft qualities that are extremely important as well in order to help the product manager become successful at his or her craft. Yeah, I feel like this is really resonating with CX pros who you know, are also trying to be innovative. What, what's interesting to me is if you are from the perspective of managing a product, does it ever get competitive within an organization? I mean, you're trying to push your product forward. You're trying to create space for your product in the customer experience. That's customer attention is limited. I mean, maybe it's a petty question, but does it ever get competitive or do they ever feel like they would like their voice, their product better seen by the customer? It's, it's very interesting, Angelina, because, you know, some of what we spoke about here, 
you can absolutely imagine that there's you know, overlapping type of responsibilities, right? Especially when we talk about customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you look at that role, right, which I'm sure the audience here is very well attuned to, right? You've probably heard some buzzwords that we just hit upon through this, through this podcast so far, right? Customer insights, right? Collecting them and analyzing them, right? Understanding what is good from a behavioral perspective around the offering. Product strategy, right? And it's interesting because, you know, for some organizations, some B2C organizations that we've spoken to, we've heard that if they have a customer experience to department or, or function, that they tend to want to be in the driver's seat in terms of, you know, listen, this is the experience that I want anything coming out of the company or any touch point with the company to embody. That includes offerings, digital offerings, right? How, what product capabilities do we need to meet not just user needs, but the buyer needs as well, especially if it's a B2B type of organization, right? You know, that's definitely within CX's window or purview, so to speak, because mm -hmm. they need to identify, you know, what are the improvements to this overall strategy that we have that is going to continue to leave a good feeling with those buyers, with those users, with those customers or as a whole with our organization. And how are these offerings going to deliver on those capabilities? Do we need website overhauls? Do we need a UX UI person involved to, you know, put together some good screenshots and make sure that they're leveraged? So it, it can be interesting when, when working with product management teams where, you know, we've heard them talk about, oh, yes, you know, like, you know, customer experience, they want to do this and they want to do that, but that's my role, right? <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, when we talk about overlap, there, there can absolutely be, you know, overlap between, you know, not even just sometimes CX and product management, but you can probably hear, we've talked about portfolio product marketing, we've talked about sales, we've talked about, or we've indirectly talked about finance and corporate strategies. So yes, there, there absolutely could be overlap. Overlap, but it sounds like an opportunity. I mean, if folks come from a position of let's agree on best practices here, how can the CX team help us get better customer insights, measure the experience, understand how our product is showing up in the experience? And I don't know how often CX teams go deeper into the experience of the product itself. In some cases, that's pretty unique, right? Mm -hmm. So that seems like an opportunity for CX teams to start from a place of, I want to learn about the product you manage before jumping in and talking about the services we can offer to help understand and improve the experience. You hit the nail on the head, Angelina. I, I think that there are wonderful opportunities for customer experience and product management to collaborate and work with each other, right? It's clear that from the perspective of those two functions, they have their hand in, you know, a lot of what we mentioned in terms of product strategy and, and requirements and, and, and making and bringing, you know, putting pen to paper, right? Bring, making those real. And so when we think about opportunities for, for partnering, there, there's a bunch, right? We talked about customer insights, right? And the ability to discover needs from customers. And this is a wonderful opportunity because CX is already involved in gathering those insights. They may be performing voice of the customer activities. Wouldn't it be great if 
a member of the CX team partnered with the product manager and other roles such as someone from the design team, someone from the engineering team to formulate a product discovery team, if you may, right, where they can continuously work together on research activities that involve the user, that involve the customer. That's one way that they can they can partner. When we talk about strategy and roadmap, there is absolutely input that CX can provide. In some cases, they lead in terms of this is what the offering should do. But the perspective that they're coming at is from the customers or the user's perspective, which product management should also be responsible for. So wouldn't it be great if those two roles work together to help hone in on what is the what, what is the journey or the and or the experience that we want the user to have with this sort of offering? And how do we turn that into capabilities that as a feeder for requirements that can help support enabling those, those strategies? And so that's another way for them to work together. Let's talk about a couple more, you know, concept testing. You know, as part of the effort of continuously learning about customers and markets, you know, you may have, if you, especially if you're a product-led organization, you will have offerings and iterative versions of those offerings that are meant to support those customers and users. And so as part of this research process, you may have prototypes and multiple versions of concepts that you want to try in front of select customers to hone in on what is the right design, what is the right way in which to enable these journeys that they seek sort of vet those designs. And then when we talk about actually rolling out those offerings, right? We talked about how multiple functions are already involved in this, in this process of identifying ideas for offerings, making those real, making sure that everyone's on the same page, and then launching it for success, right? So when we talk about launching it, you know, this is where we have to enable not just our sales organization, but we have to enable other functions too that are involved in touching the customers, CX being one of them, right? And so how do we make sure that they are all on the same page in terms of what this offering is, what it delivers, how it aligns to even the overall customer experience strategy that you may have within the organization? And then how do we measure that, which ideally was defined before we got into the build process, but now you have to actively make sure that we're hitting on the, the success metrics that we've defined. And so those are just some very quick examples of how you have two functions. They seem to be both involved in the success of an offering and, and what it needs to get there. And what a great thing if they can both partner together from their respective, from their respective departments and areas to make that happen. I like that best of both approach versus trying to assert a singular source of truth or best practice because it just, no one ever comes to a consensus that way. We end up doing things two different ways mm -hmm. in silos. So it paints a really nice picture, especially when we think about getting insights from product management, from CX, VOC programs, from the front lines, VOE that becomes such a richer understanding of the customer than when we try to just push out our own insights from our own 
machine of the voice of the customer. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. it paints a much nicer collaborative picture for sure. That's totally fine. And, you know, one thing I'll leave you with is that when we think about the product manager role, right, just as we've talked about, right, they're a conductor, right? So they should already have rooted in their DNA the ability to work with multiple functions together. And so, you know, if you're hearing this and you're on the CX side, reach out to your product managers, reach out to your product leader, figure out ways in which you can definitively collaborate and work together in support of, you know, several, several initiatives that may touch upon one department or the other. Yeah. And honestly, even approaching with the questions I've been asking you, I think is a good starting point. How is product management defined in this organization? curious about your background, what are your key responsibilities? I think those are all fair game to learn, start from a point of learning a little bit about each other and then finding out where those opportunities to collaborate are. As always, keep liking, subscribing and writing reviews that tell you, tell us what you want to hear. We're here for you. Thanks, Sam, for joining. Thanks again, Angelina. Great to be here. And thanks again to everyone here that's listening. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forrester.com. As always, you can find us at forrester.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights. 